Welcome back to our Total Sense Bite Size episodes. I'm Tom Hensky, and I'm here to help parents teach their kids about money. Welcome back. I have with us today Caroline Barney, the three-time best-selling author. But you'll also remember that she was a top 40 under 40 by ad age. She's a coach and marketing consultant. She has two teenage daughters, but she's here today as a mom. I am. Thank you for that introduction, Tom. Well, you you have such great credentials, but the mom one is the best of all, especially for today. Absolutely. I love my role as mom. Most days. Well, Most days. You've been amazing to me in helping get Total Sense off and running, and I'll be forever appreciative. And I think the coolest part of our interaction was you giving me your opinion from a mom's perspective on where I should go with my project. So I want to talk about that. You as a parent and things that you're experiencing the house with the girls and so on. So can I just jump right in? Please do. All right. So what's keeping you up at night as it pertains to helping your kids become money smart? It's a great question because I have a senior in high school right now, which means she's heading off to college shortly this fall. And... I need her to be independent financially, emotionally, physically, all those things. So what keeps me up at night at the moment is, have I prepared her enough for sending her out into the world? Is she ready to manage herself on all those different aspects that I just mentioned, especially when it comes to finances? And what's your gut right now? I don't think she's ready yet, but I have a great book. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's mostly there. I just think it's... There's a lot that I've seen that takes a lot of in and out and in and out and conversations to make sure that someone's ready. So I think we have our work still left to do. Okay, so tell me about what it's like in your house. What's the attitude around talking about money? Is it different than when you were growing up? Is it the same? Tell me about that. We talk about money in our house very openly, and it's very different than what it was like when I was growing up. I did not grow up in, I grew up going to being on scholarship for all the schools that I went to. I did not have access to the things my children have access to. And one of the things that I pay very careful attention to is, am I teaching them the value of a dollar when they live in an environment that has more money than what I grew up in or what my husband grew up in. So we spend a lot of time talking about that specifically and what it means to be grateful for what it is they have and what it is they, they're given. And when you're talking about it, do they give you the, oh, mom, stop talking? Always. Always, okay, yes. yeah. Yes, enough already with you and your lessons, mom. Like That's they right. roll their eyes and all the rest of it. But I keep at it. I'm assuming that sooner or later it sinks in, Tom, do you think? Uh, Someone once told me uh, that they become appreciative in 10 years from now. And I just don't, I can't imagine waiting around 10 years to get a thank you. Yeah, I think that's what it's, that's the way it goes though. Sorry. Mm. Bad news, huh? Yeah, that is bad news. Oh gosh. So can you tell me about anything in your house that's happened that you've had one of those either proud mama moments or was it, gosh, we need to get going on things? So recently, we were talking about iPhone cases. So when my kids got their iPhones, we gave them a contract, and it was very clear that that phone belonged to me, but I was letting them use it. They, they love that. You can imagine them talking about that with their friends. <laughs> um, but we made it very clear, if you break the phone or lose the phone, you're the one who's going to have to replace the phone. Same is true for the iPod and the any of the anythings, you know, um, And so 
we were very specific about you're going to have to earn money and save it because you will lose something or break something and you're going to need some help with that. The other night we were talking about the iPhone case, which by the way, nowadays costs also a million dollars if you want a case that doesn't, you know, fall apart when it's dropped. And my, I said, okay, I think a reasonable price is $25. I will give you $25 to buy a new case. And my daughter said, but they're 50. And I said, well, then you're going to need to find the other 25. And my younger daughter was like, okay, I'll babysit again this weekend. I got this, right? All right. So I said, well, once you've got the money, then you can go ahead and we can make this transaction happen. My older daughter looked at me and was like, nah, not worth it. I'll just keep my broken case. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So in that moment, I had two very different reactions, but they both understood what was value to them. So for my younger daughter, there was value in that, and she wanted to make that investment. For my older daughter, there was other things she wanted instead. And so those kind of constant conversations, I think, help our children understand the value of a dollar and where they want to spend their money. Isn't it amazing? You have two kids living under the same roof, and they have such different attitudes towards money. It's almost like one of them got switched uh, at the delivery room and Absolutely. is not yours, right? Yes. It's, yes. We, have, we have the same thing in our house. It's yep. the oddest thing in the world. It's very strange. Yeah. Well, with most things, right? Like we're talking about finances, but I feel that this is true with all of the different things. And there are days where I say to my husband, was that you or me? (laughs) (laughs) So take a trip down memory lane. When you were growing up, Mm. do you remember uh, anyone taking the time to teach you about money? What were those conversations like? What's your attitude towards that today? I don't remember ever being taught about money except for that I always needed to make sure I was aware of having enough to do the things I needed to do. So... When I was sent to college, I was on a work-study program, and the college I went to, Dickinson College, everyone on work-study had to work in the cafeteria. And so I showed up my freshman year and wore the hairnet and the weirdo hat and scraped the things of the food and served the spaghetti and all the rest of it, right? And that was the only money I had as spending money when I was at college for anything that I needed. And so... Very early, we had conversations about what my role was in supporting myself. So although we didn't have detailed conversations about money and budgeting and investing and things like that, we did have conversations about my need to take care of myself. And fast forward, when I graduated from college, my parents were like, yeah, you can move home, but you'll need to pay rent. And I did, right? So From the beginning, my parents gave me very clear signals about being responsible for myself, even if we weren't talking about the nuts and bolts of it. So I'm going to ask you to fill in the blank in this question. So here's the question. Imagine you said to yourself, why didn't someone take the time to teach me about blank? Mm. Mm. Why didn't someone take the time to teach me more about budgeting? good one. Right? That's a great one. Why did that? Why did you say that? That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Part of it is because I look back at my 20s and I realize I entered into one of those jobs where they paid you like three cents and told you to work all night long, right? I saved every three cents. I, I like spent maybe like a teeny little bit for food or what have you. Looking back, I wish I would have had a budget and used some more of that money to, I don't know, do something special or fun a little bit more often. So for me, it was, I went straight to the, I must save everything. 
And if I had known how to budget, I would have also done that, but I would have had a little bit more fun along the way, maybe spent a little bit here and there on things that now I look back and think, why didn't I just do that? So basically you fall into the 5% of people who save too much and don't, and don't use it to relax a little bit, where the 95% of us, we basically need to save more because we're spending too much money on other stuff. That's basically what you're saying. I mean, I guess it is, which makes me sound really annoying. So No, no, a l- <laughs> little bit smarter than the rest of us, a mm. little bit smarter. So, okay, you have this responsibility to make sure that your kids get money smart. Where do you think the responsibility actually lies for that education today? Mm. My gut is always to say it lies with the parents because I am one. So I would say the first place is at home in your family. But I would love to see us do a better job of that in our school system. One of my daughters took a course at the high school all about finances, um, personal finance, and it's a game changer. I would love to see that be something that all students have to take because that would, just like they take health class, it augments the conversations that are happening at home, and I think that makes a big difference because not only does it give them more information, but it validates what the parents are saying at home as well. Well, it's interesting. People say, why don't they have it in schools, every school? And it's not mandatory in every school. In fact, in the state of Connecticut, where you are, um, there is no mandatory class for personal finance. Her high school, though, has three different personal finance classes, which is probably by popular demand. But only 60% of the kids actually take the class before they graduate. Now, I say only. Remember, I'm the financial literacy guy. (laughs) If if anything short of 99.9% is not going to be good enough for me. So they are not at 100%, but it probably should be. And I think you're right. The combination of the uh, at-home conversations, which are when am I going to use this in real life? Mm. And then the school part of it, which is the technical details, you can't beat that combination. That's right. You you can't beat it. I think that's right. Okay. Any other stories at home and things that have come up with the kids that you had these opportunities or things that you're in your mind saying, oh, I know we need to still get to this, this, and this? Yeah. I think one of the things that teenagers do in particular is compare. Everything is comparison. I think social media has done that and turned that up like by 8 billion, right? They're constantly looking around being like, well, they have X or they have Y or they're doing this or they're doing that. And for girls in particular, they have this makeup, they're wearing these clothes, they're doing all these things. And so we have a lot of conversations about, and I hear them saying to their friends and um, really all the people in their lives, how do you get that? What does that look like? What does that mean? And so what you're seeing is not the reality. That person out there that's got the seven different types of, I don't even know, cool new bags that are out, has to work really hard to be able to get those bags. And if they didn't, what was that environment like? And so I think we have conversations that are always talking about some kind of financial literacy in that perception and reality are not always the same thing. And so having to talk through the dynamics of that with teenage teenagers and girls in particular, I think is important and happens a lot at home, you know? Um, and, and two, even in the arguments with your teenagers, like, no, you can't do that. It costs too much money. It's, those are good, meaningful moments. And hopefully those are the things that will send our kids off to schools. Yeah, it's tough in today's age of social media too. Yeah. Uh, I was speaking at a venue a couple of weeks ago. I got to meet 
the guy who coined the phrase FOMO, fear uh, of missing out. Oh. Okay. And he is trying to make it his life journey to change it to JOMO, which is joy of missing out. Mm, right. So, yeah. you know, and I think that those tough conversations that you have with the kids today, that they have their aha moment 15, 20 years down the line, the story turns when they're talking to their kids of, when I was your age, yeah. if I spent that, grandma would have lost her mind, yes, right? that's so right. So they you are going to use that as a teaching tool somewhere down the line, even though they're rolling the eyes at you today. This is what I'm hoping. We can only hope, right? Right. I always say my job as a mom is to raise humans that head out into the world and make the world a better place. So part of that is knowing how to do all of this stuff so that they can have joy in their moments, right? And I would not just add, be bogged down. Yeah, I would add one thing yeah. to that is that also that they get off of our payroll, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Quickly. Quickly. Because just think of the things we can do. Oh, my gosh. We're going to party like oh, it's 1999. Man, I can't. Holy I've crap. got a list of places I'm going to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline Barney, thank you for visiting me today on Total Sense. It was awesome having you here. Thank you for having me. It's great to have this conversation. I hope you enjoyed our episode of Total Sense. A special thank you goes out to Verso Studios at the Westport Library. Tune in for our next Money Chat.